welcome to Work in Real Life, the podcast for 20 and 30-somethings muddling their way through their professional life. I'm Marcus Farrell. And I'm Jenny Winsphere. We hear so much from experts that we wanted to give an authentic and lighthearted approach to the workplace. In this episode, we are going to be talking about the concept of the dream job and whether that actually exists. So Jenny, to kick us off, hit us with some stats. Okay, so I was doing some research about um, job satisfaction and how much people love their jobs and when they had the dream job. Uh, And I found a YouGov um, survey. They looked at 1,200 British workers and found that only 17% of people loved their job. So I wanted to know, do you love your job? That's actually a really low amount of people enjoying their life, isn't it? (laughs) Um, I'd say I love my career. Yeah. I love working in marketing. I think it suits me to a T. Tell, tell me a bit more about what you do then. So For the listeners. For the listeners. <laughs> yeah. Because we don't actually know each other that well, do no. we? So you have a good idea of what I do. But um, so I, I work in marketing. Mm-hmm. I also play in bands. I also play the bongos with DJs. I do a little bit of graphic design. Um, and I, my, main, my main job is I work in marketing for a company over in Jersey called Digital Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I'm a marketing, not a marketing specialist. Like marketing a, guru. A marketing guru. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, I'm a marketing guru is what I would say. Love it. But how about, how about you? So um, I'm the co-founder of a startup. Um, I'm an occupational psychologist and um, which sounds very professional. I just said it, it sounds very legit. Um, But I still feel like I'm muddling my way. There's a lot of kind of feeling like you're faking it till you make it. Um, So I run a platform, um, it's like a tech solution in the wellbeing space that um, runs employee engagement surveys. Do you think you love your job then? I don't know about, I I love- Is it your dream job? I I think it's a difficult thing. The, the, The term dream job to me has a lot to it. So let's talk a little bit about what makes up a dream job then, because actually personality wise, there's a lot from your personality that can dictate what makes up a dream job to you. And it could be very different to another person. Yeah, I mean, I think it's probably easier to look at it the the, the other end of what I would consider definitely not a dream job. <laughs> yeah. Because I think I'm definitely a creative. So having in marketing, obviously, there's a degree of creativity um, there's a degree of kind of like analyticalness. That's a terrible way to put it, but that is what it is. Um, and I do definitely enjoy being in marketing. I think my issue is as a creative is that I get like quite bored quite easily. Mm-hmm. So marketing is good because it's very varied, especially um, where I am currently. There's a lot going on. We have a lot, lot of initiatives to get stuck into. So there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And I think if I was like when I worked on a building site, mm-hmm. for example, that's very different very very different <laughs> and absolutely horrendous which yeah. was definitely definitely not my dream job so i would say i'm on route to what my dream career is but i think by default as humans you always kind of well for me anyway you always kind of want more mm-hmm. so i think if you it'd be great to turn around one day and be like i'm doing my dream job mm-hmm. but i know the day that i think i'm doing my dream dream job then i'll probably have another goal anyway so i'm i'm actually curious to see you know that 17 percent that you mentioned what they're what they're, it's a shame we can't dig deeper into the data. Like, what are they doing Just funny like... you say that though because i would say that i have a bit of a dream job at the moment and there's a lot in what you were saying about um constantly wanting something different and and maybe looking for that next thing that actually job can give you mm. um like running a startup for me is so far from my comfort zone of where i thought my skill set sat and what i was looking for in a job 
Um, and actually now that I'm doing the startup, I'm constantly learning, I'm constantly pushing. I'm in the same job, but everything's always very different and I'm always learning. And there's definitely something like when you look at, um, you know, what do people look for in a job? which I want to talk about in a bit as well, because I've got some research on that. Uh, learning and development is such a massive part of it in that career growth. Um, and my work actually um, has enabled me to do some learning that's not even related directly to my position as well, but they'll still sponsor it because they know that that's really enriching for your well-being and you're kind of, are you in the dream job? Mm. So yeah, I think it's, it's an interesting one, definitely. Uh, yeah, I think multiple hats, I think, is key to... Well, workplace satisfaction definitely. Yeah. Because I think if you're, well, I don't know. It depends. It doesn't. It? Like you were saying there, it fully depends on your personality type. I think if you're the type of person that likes to just stay in the lane, get stuck into what they want to get stuck into, then I mean they're probably the seventeen percent because they're like, <laughs> yeah, I'm in my lane, I'm <laughs> killing it in my lane, and I'm enjoying it. But I think I, I personally would really struggle with that. Like I like having to kind of wear different hats and things. Like you were saying, I think that's definitely integral to to like feeling happy but what yeah. what else do you think it goes into job satisfaction um well so the research that i looked at is that um often people will say pay i want to talk about that a little bit because pay is um thought of as a predictor of happiness show me the money <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. that's what people think they want from a job yeah but actually when you do surveys and i've done a survey live in a, an event before with like 120 people list of things what would make you leave your current job mm-hmm. pay came out like seventh out of 12 things on a scale so actually what people were looking for was really good culture place that looks after their well-being career development Mm -hmm. that's a massive one um and a study i've looked up here um is one by indeed which is like one they post job ads and stuff so they ran this huge survey um and they found that what made people happy in a job were things like being energized by your work that was the the top thing that came out Mm -hmm. um feeling like you belong that was the second top Uh, and then also having a sense of purpose they were top three things that made you happy at work and made you feel like you could assume you have your dream job whereas pay like the percentage difference was like over 10 percent. all of them ranked higher than pay yeah that's interesting because i think i'd be curious to know of those people that were at that event that said that how much well how much they're earning yeah yeah yeah. because i think there's there's like there's a a bell curve (laughs) well there is i think you have to get to like a certain point and it's obviously completely individual but i think certainly in my own experience by the time you've got to the point where it's like you know you're not going to be homeless you know you've got enough money to put food on the table you've probably got enough to like you know go for the odd dinner and treat yourself to a pair of fresh trainers every now and then (laughs) once you're there I think what you're saying you want from a job probably changes because I remember when I like first entered the world of work when I didn't know what the hell I was doing with my life like Mm -hmm. again back on the building site and then worked like stripping down lorries before they needed to be like painted and all this sort of stuff and I think I was honestly on £5.50 an hour which was horrendous fortunately I was living at home so I was living rent free but I think like after tax and everything I took home about £800 and if you were to ask me then like are you happy with your life (laughs) I'd have been like absolutely not but you were also in a job job, yeah but what I'd have wanted from the job would have been different because I would have definitely turned around and been like yeah I want more money show me the money do you know what I mean whereas now when 
I'm raking it. No, I'm not raking it in. <laughs> but now when I'm doing much better because I have multiple kind of streams of income or whatever, yeah. um, what you want from a job changes, right? Yeah, and you that's can be where a lot more the, free with your decision making. Yeah, which jobs and that's where I think all the the like purpose yeah, stuff yeah. comes into it. Do you know what I mean? It all gets a little bit deep and philosophical, doesn't it? Because yeah. you're like, what value am I providing? Yeah. And I think the human condition is such that you have to like, like we're group animals, right? You have to feel as if you're providing value yeah. to the group. And if you're not, then you're a Debbie Downer I think, <laughs> most, most of the time. And it's funny you talk about kind of, okay, when you get to that comfortable stage of earning money, um, then you can start to afford, okay, well, what job makes me feel purposeful? And, and you know, this, that and the next. Because actually, um, age, and you could probably correlate age with how much money you're going to earn. Because obviously, mm. as you get older, you earn more money. Age is the strongest or documented most documented predictor of job satisfaction so and there's a number of reasons for that but money potentially could be one of those things mm. because it, it does start to lend to oh, I can start to choose which career I want but what do you think about that do you have any other reasons why it might it might improve with age I, I think it's more just an accepting that this is it <laughs> do you know <laughs> what I mean like I think I think when you I think especially for like kind of our generation, when you leave school and stuff and the era that we live in where what everyone's doing is so visible and everyone's showing you their highlight reel of their life, like you're just very, it's just very like anxious or anxiety inducing, right? Because you're constantly comparing yourself to others that are like killing it. Like even you just saying that you now, you, you're loving your job and killing it's making me go, well, should I love, should I love my job more? Whereas I think the older you get, you kind of, again it comes back to feeling valued and stuff doesn't it so i can imagine there's probably in correlation to the age and the and the earnings there's probably kind of responsibilities increase your perception of being valuable probably yeah. increases your kind of like acquired wealth over time yeah. or accrued wealth or however you call that like you know when something builds up over time yeah. probably increases so yeah. yeah you are probably more satisfied in your job because it kind of matters less in a way do you know what I mean it becomes yeah. probably more of your identity so it's like you know you're adding value mm -hmm. so therefore you're probably getting more happiness from definitely what you're actually doing like my dad loves his job he's like the happiest guy I know all what the time he he's now this is I'm gonna absolutely butcher this but I think, <laughs> I think he works for the National Farmers Union yeah. in the UK in insurance basically which sounds dull as <laughs> but he's very rarely does he not have a smile on his face yeah. and I think part of that comes from that he came from not a lot and now he's doing very well but I think again that's comparatively to his initial environment he's now mm. doing very well so he he's loving it do you know yeah. what I mean in his, in his view he's killing it so Love that. yeah and it's, it's 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 definitely interesting that age is is that indicator because you kind of associate being young free whatever with yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean it's like I can choose my job whatever this is just a job do you know what I mean but obviously when you're in that people are like hmm <laughs> don't know if I'm feeling it yeah do you know what I mean I got, I've got to say as well like early 20s like especially after you finish uni if you go to uni mm. um, it's that age of like discovery like what is right for me and like I was in a number of different jobs before I actually got to this job and I kind of fell into this job to be honest like I didn't know it was what I wanted until I was in it so I think Definitely as you get older, there's also a sense of, right, I'm starting to find my feet. In the same way that we grow as individuals mm. and start to become more sure of who we are as a person, we start to figure out actually what we do like and what we don't care about and apply that to the job situation as well. Mm. 
Hmm. Yeah, I, def- I definitely think that's a big part of it, isn't it? That the older you get, the more secure you feel and you're like doing more. You probably know how to kind of like trim the fat of your yeah. life in a way. Do you know yeah, what I mean? So yeah. you're doing more probably at work that you want to do more in life that you want to do. Well, fingers crossed anyway. <laughs> I, pl- I plan to. The older I get, do more of what I want and get rid of stuff that you don't want. But if you if you had to, I know you spoke about uni there, but if you had to say to someone, right, I like they, they come to you and they say I really want to land my dream job I don't know what that is yet yeah what would you how oh, would that's you, so tricky how would you how would you approach it I I would have to say to look for a company where your values align mm-hmm. and I know it sounds really cliche and I actually say that to clients in my job as well but more and more what we see is that people want somewhere where their values align because they know then that they're more likely to be engaged with the work that they're doing. They're more likely to be motivated to do the work that they want to be doing. Um, it, it, it equals longevity, I suppose, in a job. If you work for a business that cares about the same things that you do, mm-hmm. you're motivated by a cause and a purpose as opposed to a salary element which is much more long-standing than just a good pay packet you know mm-hmm. so yeah what do you think i think you have to like basically just eat shit for for, for a while to work out what you don't want to do because right. it's a lot easier to know what you don't want to do than what it is you do want to do yeah um like case in point again to talk about my past was like i've done a lot of different jobs and then it wasn't until I decided that, right, I'm going to go to uni and did media and popular, popular culture at uni. And then through uni, I interned a few times as much as I could. Uh, once at a, t- a television production studio, which was pretty, pretty interesting. But I was like, I don't, I'm not really too interested in this side of media. Ironically, we're now filming and recording a podcast, which is basically what we were kind of doing there and then. But at the time, I was like, I'm not really, I'm not really into that. I don't really like making people cups of tea and the kind of presenter but is that because at that level that's what you were doing whereas maybe now yeah maybe I'd as you're it older more. you'd have a bit more autonomy yeah, over the process in front of the camera, you know, <laughs> rather than behind the camera but did did that and it was like a very good learning curve of like oh okay now this is like kind of me but not fully me yeah and then I went and did an internship at a like luxury travel company doing marketing and I was like oh no this is this is a bit more me flashy do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, it, was, it was just a bit more kind of like interesting do you know what I mean because it wasn't wasn't just one deliverable from what I was doing you know there was like multiple channels that we were operating on I was kind of writing blogs I was looking at how websites work and creating content do you know what I mean and you could kind of it was just a little bit more interesting um but even 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 to this day I'd still say I'm working out what I do and don't like doing and I'd implore anyone who doesn't know what they want to do to do that but try some different things try some different things the worst thing you can do is do nothing like don't sit at home and kind of feel sorry for yourself or stay in the same job that you know you don't like yeah i mean obviously i think you you, there's an element of like privilege that comes along with with this like i was fortunate enough to kind of be able to be in a financial position where i could like well even go and intern and go and try my foot in different things but i think even even if you are you know like fully strapped for cash and you're working a like a minimum wage job or whatever all the time that you have outside of that pursue your interest in ways that might make you money yeah. and even if you even if it's just like right well I'm going to do a I don't know four hours on a Saturday voluntary work at whatever it is but it's mm-hmm. aligned with your interest I guarantee the value that you'll 
feel from that mm-hmm. and like the sense of getting somewhere that you feel from that yeah will be way better than just the pay packet you get from your kind of lower paid job and then eventually something good will come from that but the sitting and feeling sorry for yourself isn't going to get you anywhere sort of scenario which i think and i sympathize with that because it is hard right especially there's so many jobs in the world and you're like well what am i going to do i don't even know what i want to do but follow your interests and try a bit of try a bit of everything it's so funny going from the uh you know when you're a kid and you're asked what what are you going to be when you grow up? What did, what did you want to be when you when you were I younger? wanted to be a pop star. Oh, I can see that. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> and I do now sing in a band. So yeah. at least I've kind of got that as a side hustle. You've made but it. <laughs> this is dream. me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's funny going from the kind of childhood ideation of like what you want to be a doctor, a teacher, um, a paramedic I don't know the stock standard whoever says I want to be an accountant (laughs) do people say that as kids I'm sure some I don't use the word nerdy kids but there are probably (laughs) some kids that like maybe they see their parents yeah they're like yeah I love like there's got to be some kids with real niche interests (laughs) I want to do that you're like okay I actually was reading about um because when I was doing a bit of research for this podcast I was looking into a study which talked about um whether what what uni students wanted um, and would they be jobs in the future? Mm. Because obviously with AI and automation and stuff, a lot of jobs as we know it are changing dramatically. Mm-hmm. And actually uni students in, I can't remember the year of it, which is really annoying, but uni students in that demographic, must have been like 2022, it was recent, um, chose quite niche jobs that weren't going to be affected by AI and automation. Right. Um, whereas you could argue, like for example, a surgeon now is gonna the job's gonna look completely different to what it did even ten years ago because of the machinery that they have to do it. So it's interesting to think like when we're thinking about our dream jobs, is it even gonna be a job? Is it even gonna be a job? Exactly. Yeah. Well, this is well, this is why I think you, you'll always come out trumps if you just follow your interests because I'm I'm a big believer in that. You can probably make anything pay, especially in that era that you're talking about when AI and you know like if you said. 20 years ago, when I was growing up sitting there playing FIFA with my brother, if I said to my parents, oh, I want to do this for the rest of my life, they'd have been, they'd have laughed me out of the room and been like, well, you can't just sit and play Xbox. Whereas now, like, people are literally making millions, I believe millions, streaming on, like, Twitch, playing FIFA. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Imagine, like, I can can vividly picture what my mum's face would look like if I said, I just want to play FIFA for the rest of my life, you know? Hasn't everyone thought about, what can I have as a YouTube channel? (laughs) Surely that's the dream job. And and here we are doing it. (laughs) Um, But how how did you get your first job? My first job, I worked in a balloon shop. (laughs) Niche. Super niche. And I got it because my friend worked there already Mm. it was this is going to show my age a little bit it was a saturday job that paid two pound fifty an hour yeah which was minimum wage at the time when i was 14 um and yeah it was it was interesting it was interesting to get your own money and um to learn about the kind of working world but i've had so many jobs i've been a chocolatier which was another random one. I worked in HR for a number of years, which is a bit more relevant. Um, I've done like business partnering in an organization. I've sort of dotted here, there and everywhere with a bit of everything. Similar to what you were saying about 
just trying out different things and learning what you don't like. Mm. I think that is really key. And it's not actually, and maybe this relates back to what we were saying on the age correlation of job satisfaction. It's not actually till you've tried a few things out that you realize, really realize what you do want. Yeah, for sure. And how, how do you feel about, because we've written down here, fake it till you make it as a question. How do you feel? I, I, I think there's probably quite helpful to fake it until you make it in terms of, Almost, almost like pretend you're enjoying the job more than you are yeah. so you come across more useful so you probably get more kind of perks of the job and then all of a sudden you might be like ah oh, actually i do quite like this do you, know <laughs> you just mean? convince yourself brainwash yourself <laughs> yeah. i do like this but you know because i think in, in inherently when you try something new as humans you're kind of scared of stuff right and you kind of not it, it's difficult to like be comfortable being uncomfortable right yeah but then i think overcoming challenges is like a very satisfying thing to do so even yeah. if you're doing a job that you don't perceive as being like your dream job i do think you can probably maybe not make it like your dream job but i definitely think there's an element of enjoyment that you can probably get from pretty much anything at least a level of satisfaction but i think it's how you orientate or like perceive what you're doing mm. do you know what i mean so kind of faking that you're enjoy gamifying you know what i mean <laughs> i f- faking to make it is literally a sentence that i think in my head almost once a day mm-hmm. and not because i'm not competent in what i'm doing i <laughs> just want to <laughs> set that clear yeah. but more so because <sighs> that feeling of i'm not i can't do this is only holding you back and if you constantly are telling yourself something along those lines of just fake it till you make it often you'll surprise yourself and what you're capable of doing Um, And I've done that so many times, like public speaking. I speak at a few events in what I do and I hate it. I literally hate it. But every time I'm like, just fake it till you make it. That's literally what I say. So it's my pep talk before I go into it and actually get really good feedback for it. And that's really rewarding in itself. Mm. So that kind of gives me a little boost to, oh yeah, I do like doing this. It's just giving yourself that confidence by saying you can like, it's almost saying you can do this. You know, It's, it's fake it till you make it. It's like, just believe you're competent and capable and you can do it. And you probably <laughs> You surprise yourself. Yeah, I think you, most people probably don't realise how much potential they actually have. Yeah. And we're not going to go down the like motivational, no. put some like violin music behind <laughs> what we're saying kind of thing. But I do think people are way more capable than they probably give themselves credit for. Yeah. And I think another thing about entering the world of work, especially when I was younger, I don't know if it was the same for you, but you kind of realise that everyone is just like a crouton flowing around in the soup of life. And love that analogy. Yeah, but do you know what I mean? Because you, well, you kind of have this perception that there's like people in jobs that are in careers that are all like, you know, they've got all the skills, they're this big I ams or whatever. And then, especially when I like interned and first got my job, you kind of quite quickly realize that it's like, oh, right, no, some people are higher up the chain just because they've been there longer. Some people are kind of just know people, like you were yeah, saying, it's yeah. like I got a job because I knew so and so. Other people are just like hardworking and talented. So there's, and and some people are just you know can have the ability to get stuck into something and work stuff out and i think that it just gets you kind of realize the older you get that you're like oh right no it's kind of on me to kind of make myself useful and then who knows what what i could reach you know (laughs) for this next part of the show we thought it would be fun to say three things that make us feel like we've landed our dream job and three things that give us the ick about a workplace so gonna start with you marcus what's your first thing that makes you feel like you've landed a dream job 
first thing that makes me feel like, and I had to write this down because I was thinking about this when I was on the treadmill the other day, and I love when I can leave when the work is done okay. rather than when my, like, contracted hours Okay, or okay, I understand. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, like... So that, if you're a really good worker... Yeah, like, I, I like the idea, and, and, and this, again, I'm not throwing shade at where I've worked, because I understand why it would be not that, do you know what I mean? But I think, for me, my dream job would feel like I can leave when the work is done, because yeah. I'm, a, I'm, I, I'm not going to go into my ick, but a big ick of mine is when you're kind of judging productivity by time sat in a chair in an office. Yeah, yeah, presenteeism. Which I just think is... I'm totally on in your the, wavelength. In, in the bin. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That... that concept in the bin (laughs) bin. but what's your number one love okay so i i really like it when my colleagues find me funny (laughs) (laughs) is that i yeah i generally it's relationship focused right but i like having a laugh at work i Mm. i am very professional when i need to be but i like to build friendships and have a laugh with the people that i work with and it's the number one important thing to me is actually just not taking yourself too seriously, having a bit of fun when someone's kicked off and, you know, it's completely irrational or you've made a mistake or, you yeah. know, trying to make a bit of light of it. That is... Just realising, like, no one's died. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah, I think that kind of bonding with people over that um, is really important to me. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> Everyone yeah. likes to feel funny. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. No, that's well. You're quite funny. So there you go. Uh, I think that's. I think that's quite a good one. Um, I'm just looking at my list. I've I've written mine down on my phone as well because I I didn't want you to see them before. Like I wanted your authentic reaction. Yeah. Okay, so should I go on to my number two? Yeah. My number two, and it kind of links into what you were saying. Office Spotify playlist. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you have to have a shared playlist, and well, I say that. You have to have a shared playlist, but I have to be the one that gets the most music oh, on right, it. Right, yeah. <laughs> because you basically need to control the yeah, music. But in fairness, <laughs> that's your dream job. Yeah, that's my dream job. Just <laughs> office playlist guy. But uh, no, shout out to Seb. Not that you're watching, but Seb pretty much runs the music in our office, and I quite jokingly say like it's it. like Seb sessions in the office because he has he's got quite a good taste in music. And but I think it's a cultural thing, right? If when you sit in an office and it's completely dead and there's yeah, no music, no there's no nothing, there's no radio. And you like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, instantly, yeah. you feel like, yeah, it's just awkward, isn't it? So I think an, op- an office. Yeah, I mean, other other providers are available. It hasn't got to be Spotify, Apple Music, whatever, Sonos. You know, <laughs> like that's that's my um, that's my number two. Nice. What's your number two? Okay, this one is a bit boring, but it's very true. Working with people who are good at their jobs should be a given really shouldn't it i know but there's so i've been in so many businesses where people don't care about what they're doing Mm. and they don't meet deadlines and they're just not interested or passionate i now work in a place where everyone's super high performing they're all like i learn so much from everyone and they're not just good at their jobs they care about their jobs Mm. and it makes such a difference to my motivation and my productivity and like what I can learn from others yeah I really love that about a workplace I think that makes it a good dream job yeah for sure and I probably should have said that said at the beginning that I think a bare minimum of in any job is you have to care because ultimately you're probably working on someone's baby yeah like as in their business is going to be their baby and if you're just turning up for a paycheck fair enough I get it but 
in my view that's like no way to live your life yeah. like at least try and care yeah do you know what i mean because caring can go a long way and like you're saying if you care enough you'll at least appear like you can do your job yeah right and you, you at least appear conscientious enough to be like oh, okay this person does give a shit exactly do you know what i mean yeah what's sure. your number two so we've done my number two, which was oh. the playlist, but my number three, which is similar to my number one, sorry, um, was, yeah, that was, re- that was really aggressive, sorry, I don't, know where, I don't know where that came from, that's the lack of carbohydrates in this week. Um, my number three is freedom, which is very similar to my number one, but in this instance, it kind of more meant freedom to pursue things that you think will kind of help execute the key vision and mission of the company that you're working in yeah yeah um and i think any 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 business institution whatever should as much as they can um allow people to do that because i think it's it's very easy to think oh we're the professionals in this space we should be doing it this way we've done this done it this way for years and then not like look further afield to find solutions to problems that you might not even know exist yeah, yeah. whereas if you've got like 30 minds in a team all kind of with at least a degree of freedom i'm not saying just let everyone run riot and be like right <laughs> no structure right, we're no longer selling we toothbrushes we we're doing hair gel in the bin <laughs> yeah boots all of a sudden but yeah so yeah freedom to kind of pursue like you were saying with like career development and, and things like that yeah, like yeah. just a degree of freedom i think i think there should be like a decided percentage of hours at work that you have that you can spend on pursuing something that is like free to the person yeah, to, yeah. to either develop a personal interest or because I think that's great for well-being in people as well it's like just give some people some time within work to pursue something that they think is of value meaningful well yeah. that's what Google do with their employees they get I don't know if it's like one Friday a month or like half a day every week heard, or something yeah, like that that's how Google Maps was invented oh what because someone was like because someone in their free time yeah, when they were given time by the company I know where stuff is yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I love yeah. that. And then, so your your number three. Okay, so my number three. I want to caveat this as well. But like before we, when we were talking about this segment of the podcast, I said, let's not go too like basic. Let's try and do things a bit rogue. So this one's a little bit rogue. Um, but I like having a boss office wardrobe. Boss office. <laughs> oh, yes. You, I, think you I actually allude to this. I like that my work clothes are totally different to my personal clothes i feel like it's a different persona you can you know that saying that's like um dress for the job that you want not the job that you have right. like have you heard that <laughs> no i think <laughs> i'm just we making spoke, stuff no, up we spoke, that's a good saying if it's not one that should but I, be yeah, yeah i i really enjoy like i'm talking like the dry cleaning shit like yeah, this yeah, is yeah. like the oh, good so clothes them. you like to yeah. proper really go for it i do like it i like this very different it's like a different persona and it gives you a bit of like a confidence boost and you maybe don't know this. I'm not going wanting to assume anything, but like putting heels on as a girl before or a guy, or a guy. <laughs> <laughs> before you go on stage or anything like that, it just gives you that extra confidence. That bit of extra height is just. I just I like I mean, the. You're, you're telling this to like a five foot five guy, so I can imagine. I you mean, can do with it. I have you got should a pair try of Cubans that do occasionally come out when I'm doing like a gig, and I do agree. I think it's less so much for like professional work for me. Like I definitely. Um, can't be like slobbing around in like I couldn't wear trackies in an office and get anything done because I'd be yeah, like, yeah. I, I'm in like Netflix That's it, mode. Exactly, do you know yeah, what I mean? Totally. But I agree actually, like dressing in a certain way makes you feel like a certain persona, which helps you execute what you're doing. And I think just completely elaborate on your point, but when I go from like working in marketing to then being bongo boy at the weekend and playing yeah, with yeah. a DJ, like I have to have like 
a different wardrobe yeah. for that. Otherwise, I, like, I can't rock up to work in like my leather jacket, <laughs> yeah. Cuban heels, and like my nails painted and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Just doesn't really, yeah, doesn't really fit the. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad that resonated with you too. Then that you didn't just take the piss on me. No, I, 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 I think and, no, but I actually think it's like a very good thing to do if you are trying to like land your dream job. Like dress like don't have to dress like other people are dressing, but empower yourself through your wardrobe. Totally, yeah, right? I love that. 2023, empower Let's yourself with fashion. <laughs> Okay, so I want to hear your first ick then. So yeah, these are things in the workplace that just give you the bit of the ick. So my, I mean, these these are quite boring. I probably could have gone a bit more in, but one, it's not really an ick. It's just one thing that really annoys me and it kind of links back to my freedom thing. But it was the no eating at desks. But ironically, I also hate when people eat at their desk as well. But I'm kind of, because I eat a lot. Uh, well when I'm not dieting I eat a lot and it really used to bug me when people would kind of give you the evils for eating at your desk do you know what I actually put this as one of my (laughs) what people eating at yeah but honestly it was because my I used to have a housemate who like you know there's that phobia of hearing people chew Uh, he had that with like chewing gum stuff and he said there was this person at his work that used to chew gum all the time and he was being driven crazy by that and I was like that is annoying when people chew I I hate that sound too so that actually is on my list as well that's funny that (laughs) is funny but like I I just hate feeling as if you're restricted do you know what I mean yeah but like it comes back to my if we weren't judging people on how many hours they've spent in the office then you could just go elsewhere and eat something oh so you hate it because they're not taking a break no i hate it that i get judged sometimes where it's like why are you sitting in here and eating and you kind of they makes you feel as if you can't be doing that because you're not on a lunch break for example right because who only eats at one hour in the middle of the day every day like that to me is bizarre as well do you know what i mean what if i want to chow down on some cocoa pops at like 11 do you know what i mean because i'm hungry but then you're doing it and then people kind of look at you as as if to be like you're in the office why are you eating do you know what i mean weirds me out but then at the same time if someone walks in with like a bowl of tuna and onions <laughs> when everyone smelly office food <laughs> smelly office food I'm like get out what are you doing because then you come back into the office that and you're like what has it. happened in here do you know what I mean <laughs> so that's probably my is that your number one ick as well that was my two but number yeah two. okay well, I'll give you my next ick now so I hate it when someone oh it gives me the ick when someone makes you a bad cup of tea oh yeah like we're English, right? So this... And you awkwardly have to kind of go along with it yeah. as well. And I actually, I had a manager once, and this is probably why it's so much of a nick of mine. I had a manager who was just a nightmare. Like, she was a witch well. of a woman. <laughs> <laughs> and um, one of the first times, she's like, reluctantly offered to make me a cup of tea. And I was like, yeah, you know, I have one, one sugar, a bit of milk. She made me, like, it was like she dipped the tea bag in once, and then that was that. It's not that it, hard, it, it was not tea-ish at all. It I was think literally it be warm a module milk. At school, like if you can't actually, if, it, like English universities, module one, make a cup of tea. I think yeah. it's so integral to the workplace. Yeah, as well. so that gives me the ick when I get a bad cup of tea. Lucky everyone in my office does good cups of tea. We've got the like colours right. We know what everyone takes. Yeah. We should almost get a chart on the wall. So you like are you like a builder's tea or like a milky tea? I'm like in the middle. In the middle. Yeah, very, very in the middle. Tea bag in there basic. for long enough, kind of thing. Yeah. Right. No, that's. It's quite a good one because I was going to actually add onto my list like um, X shit coffee at work. Yeah. Because tea, coffee. Do you know what I mean? You've got to sort that out. That's just like a bare minimum requirement. And I'm not talking like an instant coffee. coffee. Do you know what I mean? Like at least a French press minimum. Wow. You've really (laughs) taken that to the next extreme. (laughs) It's really hard not to give you the It's such a simple thing to have. Like 
where, where I currently work at DJ, there's a coffee machine, which is good enough. Like, I like that. Every yeah, morning yeah. I have, like, it's not amazing. We still all go out and get coffees. But just the fact that you can get, like, a frothy milk coffee and it feel like Dream. it's not, like, a, you know, like a 10p coffee off, like, yeah. an industrial estate kind of coffee. You know Sometimes I, mean? I work from home purely because I have a coffee machine at home. Yeah. But I actually, <laughs> do you not think it's insulting when you go somewhere and there's free coffee, but the coffee is, like, epically there shit? There you go. It's an ick. Yeah. All right. What's your last one? Um, so my last one is not letting people have a self-brand okay which is quite niche i like Pro- that probably a bit like oh, i'm a marketer i need a self-brand but i i really don't like it when people and i guess that i i mean in the professional sense and in a personal sense like i really don't like the idea of people not being able to feel as if they can be themselves yeah because the idea that you're spending 45 hours or however many hours it is of a week of your life pretending to be something you're not and I know we were saying about fake it till you make it but I think everyone knows what I mean the other way yeah like when you feel impinged that you can't you know like obviously there's a a face you wear to work to a certain extent but the idea that you can't like be you Mm -hmm. and you can't promote you and you can't promote what you're about and kind of live your best life yeah do you know what I mean to me is like a big workplace ick I think if any companies like fortunately at, at, at DJ like in whoever's listening might have seen me on LinkedIn or whatever like I, I blast that stuff all the time yeah. I'm on social media everywhere very visible person and no one at work has ever been like oh you you, you can't rein really it in a little bit <laughs> you know it's I mean? coming yeah <laughs> no, one, no, one, no one really does that but I, I just think that's such a toxic thing yeah do you know what I mean I agree to kind of do yeah I like that one but what about you okay so my third and final ick is a bit of a self ick and but every, every, everyone, yeah, I give myself the ick, but I'm sure everyone will relate to it. It's when you log onto a call and you start talking and you're on mute. Oh. But then, wait, then you go off mute and you go, oh, you think I'd, I've got this by now. <laughs> We've been on video calls <laughs> oh, since like 2020. Like, yeah. Oh, and like, yeah. you're like, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's the first thing that comes out of your mouth as soon yeah. as you're off mute. It gives me the ick every time and I watch so many other people do it but it's yeah. just it's just part of what we oh, do can I add a fourth one that I've just thought yeah. of from you saying that is when like you know when so you're doing a zoom meeting yeah and there's like 10, 10 people or whatever I, I also really don't like zoom meetings it really yeah. bugs me unless it's like a quick one like we had the other day about the podcast whatever fine with that you can do a little chat like that yeah. but when you've got like a meeting and there's t- there's 10 people on them but you don't it's, so it's like an introductory meeting so you don't really know them and people are late but I'm never late, so I'm always I'm, I'm always there with the first person that I don't know with like a dodgy Wi-Fi speed <laughs> that can't quite hear what I'm saying. And you're there trying to be like, so how was, Get you know, know your weekend? Other. Oh, the weather's shit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like that. I love weather chat. Oh, so it cringes me out. It I is can't a it. safe, it's a safe zone. <laughs> a safe Everyone can talk about it. It's, oh, it fills the it. awkward void. Oh, no, I hate it. I'm not, I'm not good in that. Oh, I get you. Work, yeah. I know. I feel that as well. I'm like that was a good now one. Thinking add. about it, I hate a bonus it. one. Yeah. So cool. I think we we decided we're going to round this all up, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. With the initial question, which was oh no, the thirty under thirty. I'll let yeah, you, okay. you want to introduce that. Yeah. So because of what we're trying to do with this podcast, we um, thought we'd go to a list of like thirty before thirty. You know the expectations that society puts on you um before you're 30 and like these are cliche right but I went to the internet and um I got like some dodgy list of what these 30 things to do before you're 30 so we're going to try and tackle one in each episode and uh the one related to today is should you be in your dream job by the time that you're 30 and we want a minute answer don't we that's what we agreed 
or just a short punch just as yeah whatever so should should you be in your dream job by the time you're 30 I, I don't think you can be a concrete answer I think you should have a good idea of whether or not you are in it do you know what I mean I think not dream to keep it short not you I don't think you have to be in your dream job absolutely not some people get to like 60 and find their feet or whatever it might be but I would encourage anyone to kind of at least find their trajectory because I think it will just make you exponentially happier if okay. you know you're on your route. Okay. Do you know what I mean? What like about, it? What about you? I'm going to contrast your opinion. Oh, I'm going to go. say... Always difficult. Oh, yeah, no, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say you never really know... This is going to be totally contradicting. <laughs> <laughs> There's no set age to know that you have to have your dream job. So doing finding your dream job before you're 30 is too much pressure too much pressure on yourself like people start a new job when they're 50 and that suddenly is their dream job um so i think no is my answer short and sweet no and we'll, and we'll agree to disagree we hope you've enjoyed the first ever episode of the work in real life podcast i've been marcus Farrell, and i'm jenny winsbeer subscribe to our channels below and we hope you've learned something